0: For where your wealth is, there your heart will will be also. So he is telling you, as he continues, to be careful of what you are serving, where you put your heart, right? The eye is the lamp of the body, so if you have a good eye, um, that is, if you are generous, your whole body will be full of light, but if you... If you have an evil eye, if you're stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can be a slave to two masters. For he will either hate the first and love the second, or scorn the second and be loyal to the first. You can't be a slave to both God and money. Hmm. Is it, what is Yeshua arguing about here? I, I was looking at it and it finally came to me where um, he talks about riches, right? I mean, it looks like you're just condemning the rich always. Are all rich people evil? No. Abraham was rich. That's absolutely right. So what, what are they saying? What it's saying is that there comes a point when if you end up being blessed and accumulating wealth it could go one of two ways. And it is a tremendous responsibility which God has bestowed upon you by giving you that blessing. Well, some people will use it for evil, right? And, and that's one of those things where you just, where you just have to be careful. Uh, wealth in itself is definitely not evil, right? I mean, look at um, how many people have I seen who have donated thousands of dollars for wells in Uganda. Without them, those people would have no fresh water to, to drink or shelters or a school for Messianic children in our congregation. I mean, many people, very generous people have donated thousands of dollars for that. So what he's arguing about here is not uh, being rich, right? Mm. Sometimes, there's that misquoted verse that um, money is the root of all evil, right? You, have you ever heard that yet? I'm sorry? Yes. First Timothy 6 says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So with that, what it's telling you is uh, that money is morality neutral. Um, there's nothing wrong with money in and of itself but as grant newton puts it money equals freedom it gives you the ability to separate yourself from trying to provide on a daily basis for your basic needs it gives you that freedom to be able to bless others it gives you gives you a lot of uh, it doesn't buy you time Time equals life. That's ever so much more important than money. But what it gives you. Is the ability. To use that. For the greatness of God's kingdom. But what he's talking about is. Once you start serving money. Once you start serving money. Now that becomes a problem. Uh, Serving money equals slavery. That's what he's talking about. He's saying that, uh, he's warning you that if you are so controlled by money to the point where you can't even pay your own workers who are working your land, you can't even part from money because you are so stingy that you can't even uh, bring yourself to pay your own workers, that's bad. Money has controlled you to the point where you are not even making any rational decisions. So uh, one of the things that I will tell you is that, uh, yeah, this is gonna be a a slight sermon for that, I apologize, but uh, yeah, but (laughs) one of the things I will tell you is that uh, money doesn't change you. People often say that, oh, money changes people. No, it does not. It makes you more of what you already are. If you're a jerk, it'll make you 10 times more of a jerk. But if you are generous, my goodness, it'll make you 10 times more of a giver. That's what it does to people. It just amplifies who you already are. It does not change who you are. So yet another common uh, misconception, right? so uh, with with that I will tell you that uh, if you use money to help God's people, if you manage it in a way in which is pleasing to him, he will bless you but it is when it starts controlling you that it becomes a problem right so a better way to approach this issue of handling money um, who knows Dave Ramsey yeah okay yeah so uh, one of his latest books the the legacy journey uh, in there he explains explains it very very nicely he says um, handling money is God's way in God's ways is a great responsibility you are to honor God with what what is his. You are just a manager of what he has entrusted you with. Uh, He may entrust you with a lot or with little, but as with the parables of the talents, he will entrust each and every one of us according to our own abilities. You are responsible for taking care of what you are given so that when the master comes back to settle his account, always be aware what will he say to you? Good job, good and faithful servant or you wicked servant. That's the responsibility which is which is all bestowed on you because of the resources which God has made you a steward of. And it is not just money. It um, so with that said, I figure I'll just give you a few tips on biblical principles as to how to handle money. <clears throat> the first one is work. Work hard. Don't be lazy. Don't be that, that, um, don't be that proverb that as the door turns on its hinges, so there's the lazy man on his bed. Uh, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the uh, one of the yeah one of the things that that we noticed, especially reading the Book of Proverbs, is that we are wired to work. Right from the very beginning, even though there was no wages to be paid, God tells you work right don't work for a paycheck work to be productive work to um uh, for the for the sake of producing something for the sake of not laying around being lazy i um this is an inside joke that i, I always that's one of the the, the ways i described being lazy i was like oh I, i'm always just like you know laying around eating grapes and just i saw that and i was like oh hey that fits well uh, but um, so, uh, young men, I will tell you, uh, in this day and age where you are encouraged almost not to work, where it is rewarded for you to stay at home and collect a paycheck, don't. Amen. Yeah, don't just uh, don't just go by what the world tells you that you should uh, you should do that's right there there is um, a very it's a very dangerous thing to to go down that that path and, and many people don't realize into it's way too late so uh, if you are going to go to college for example don't go to college for the sake of going to college and waste your money Go to college to earn a career producing degree. If you have no idea what it is that you want to do, do not waste your money. Go to a trade school and then figure out what it is that you want to do and be productive. That's I I know I keep on looking over there at Michael. I'm not just talking to you, Michael. Yeah, but um, yeah, but that's the very first thing, right? Work. Work hard. Yes, ma'am. I always told my children when they were growing up that when you do your job, any job, no matter what it is, do it to the glory of the Lord. And do it to the of the best. Absolutely. And that's how it is. Yeah, we, we should work for the glory of the Lord. <laughs> if he chooses to bless you with wealth because you work hard, then that is just icing on top of the cake. And that is great, right? Right. Not saying he will or he will not, but if he does, it's yet another, a higher level of responsibility which he has bestowed upon you. And with that, we go into the second tip. Give. Uh, Always give. Uh, Proverbs 28, 27 says, uh, For he who gives to the poor will lack nothing, but he who hides his eyes will get curses and plenty. So, always be willing to bless others with what you have. Uh, That's one of the the main principles that, that you see. If you're having troubles with your money, start looking at that. How much are you giving? And then, of course, the next one, how much are you saving? So give and save. And then what's in between will take care of your needs. So don't worry about that. But um, the, um, the concept of saving is yet one of the ones that we have the most problems with. Right? A lot of you are very generous, and that's great, but you should also save. Yes? I heard a uh, survey last week saying that the average person in America does not even have $400 for an emergency. That's sad. Yeah. So the uh, water heater breaks, the refrigerator goes out, and that's the other, you you could say money is freedom. Debt is a slave, Mm -hmm. and... It's so tempting in America to buy things on credit and um, go into debt. And now you have that around your neck every month. <laughs> I'm going to sound like Dave Ramsey here, but yeah, the borrower's left to the lender, right? It, yes. It's, um, yeah, but that's, uh, you're right. And that's one of those things that, yeah, again, we live in a society of instant gratification. And saving is just a foreign concept that we have not ever understood. And, and, and that's one of those things, that, uh, to delay that instant gratification is just something that is just so counterculture. Uh, but I would ask you, go against the grain, be wise, and you will see, I mean, if you, um, if you have any, any, any questions as to how it is that you should save, God says, "Look at the ant. You know, that a little tiny, tiny insect will teach you all you need to know about saving." Um, I think that's like Proverbs six, ish, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that that is um, that is one of those principles which. Uh, We hold fast in our family, and yeah, we stay out of debt, but yes, we work, we save, we give, and then honor God with what we get. And God will bless you for that. So, let's go to, where were we? Um, all right. So James five seven. So brothers, be patient until the Lord returns. See how the farmer waits for the the um, for the precious fruit of the earth. He is patient. This word uh, patient here. Uh, what is uh, what is called macrothumia uh, is what it, what the. Uh, but well, the actual word in the Greek is, which is a, a combination of two words, "macro" and "thumos." Uh, "Macro" meaning uh, long, distant, something that, that is not within reach at this time, but it's 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 out there. You can see it. it it's it, um it's there, and you know it's there. So. Um, And oddly enough, uh, thumas, which means passion, almost uh, if Jonathan was here, he would say unbridled passion, right? It is almost just an outburst of passion, uh, a wrath, if you will, right? So so that, looking at something out in the distance, but with uncontrollable passion equals patience. Uh, Maybe that's where the army gets that. Word uh, stand fast. I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> but um, that's um, one of those um, things I looked at, and um, I figure I'll just share with you. Uh, he is pa- patient over it until it receives the the fall and spring rain. You too, be patient. Keep up your courage, for the Lord's return is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers, so that you won't come under condemnation. Look, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering mistreatment and being patient brothers, take the prophet who spoke in the name of Adonai or the prophets who spoke in the name of Adonai. Look, we regard those who persevered as blessed. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and you know what the purpose of Adonai was that Adonai is very compassionate and merciful. And we have to to know that, right? That we serve a compassionate and merciful God. If not, some of the things will not make sense to us. And they may still not make any sense. Uh, Let me see, let's go to Matthew one. Let me see, Matthew seven one. Don't judge so that you so that you won't be judged. For the way you judge others is how you will be judged. The measure to which you measure out will be used to measure to you. Why do you see the splinter in your brother's eye but not notice the log in your own eye? That's uh, very clear, right? He's saying, okay have uh, compassion on one another and don't be so quick to pass judgment on other people because if you do, guess what, exactly how you are passing judgment on your brother, that's exactly how judgment will pass upon you. So uh, one of the <clears throat> one of the things that we should always be aware of um, extend some grace to your brother, so that he may, in turn, extend some grace to you. Um, All right, so above all, brothers, stop swearing oaths. Not by heavens, not by the earth, and not by any other formula. Rather, let your yes be simply yes, and your no be simply no. So that you won't fall under condemnation. Ooh, where's that from? Matthew 5.34, I think. Yeah. Is it five? Yeah, I think it is 5.34, right? Mm. Yeah, so... But I tell you not to swear at all. Not by heaven, because it is God's throne. Not by earth, because it is His foot, so... And not by Jerusalem... Because it is the city of the great king, and don't swear by your head, because you can't make a single hair white or black. Just let your yes be be a simple yes, and your no be a simple no. Any anything more than that than this has its origins in evil. Wow, almost word for word. He's uh, quoting them there, right? Yeah, that's. Um, it, it. I mean, it, it is very. Uh, very deep what he is saying there be careful about uh, making an oath entering yourself into an oath um, you have no idea how it's going to turn out so don't don't swear just say yes or no um, if you ever want to study about a, an oath going wrong and, and that is exactly what it's telling you it's it's You have no idea how what the outcome will be. Judges 10 is a great example. Read that when you're at home. Uh, So, yeah, that is one of those things that talks about. Let me see. Uh, Where were we? Yeah, so, so someone among you is in trouble. He should pray. If someone is feeling good, you should sing songs of praise. If someone among you is ill, he should call for the elders of the congregation. We have done this uh, plenty, actually, to, uh, to people who actually calls us here and says, hey, uh, I was wondering if you could um, pray over me with oil. And we have done it. Uh, What it's talking about here is um, the word astheny, which means um, where you are so sick to the point where you will almost die or you will die. That's what it's talking about here. Not saying that that's how we should you you should let it get to that point before you call on the elders. But that's you know that is just how it's talking uh, talking about here. And there's um, there are a few examples like in um, the Book of Acts. I can't remember exactly what the What the Bible verse is, but um, but it's um, yeah, it talks about yeah, being to that point where you're about to die. Um, They will they will pray for him and rub oil on him in the name of the Lord. The prayer offered with trust will heal the one who is ill. The Lord will restore his health. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. That's amazing. What is is Yeshua doing here? What what is God doing here? Do you guys guys see this? He is giving you a slight glimpse as to what he he does for us. He is giving you a, a little tiny glimpse as to what he does in the healing process. Through faith, you you can actually heal your brother. Through your faith, someone else can be restored. That is amazing. Edit, that he allows us to do that. <clears throat> Therefore, openly acknowledge your sins to one another, and pray for, and pray for each other. You know, I used to believe that maybe the Catholics had something going on here. Uh, pray for one another so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful and effective Elijah was only a human being like us yet he prayed for, uh, fervently that it may not rain and no rain fell on the land for three years and six months then he prayed again and the heavens and the heaven gave rain and the land produces crops. Hmm, that's uh, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, let's go to Matthew 7 7. All right, so here Yeshua says, Keep asking, and it shall give it unto you. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and the doors, the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps asking receives. He who keeps seeking finds. And to him who keeps knocking, the doors will be open. So there he is telling you, yeah, ask with faith. Father wants, wants to give it to him, but realize that Everything should be for the greatness of his kingdom. Uh, Your prayer may or may not align with his will at that moment. Realize that we all have a little small part to play. So if the prayer is not answered at that moment, don't think that it may not be answered. It's one of those things that um, you look through the Bible. I mean, look at how long did it take... Abraham and his descendants, or I guess his descendants, to come into the promised land that God had given to him. About 400 years. So it was answered, it just, you know, that in his lifetime. Uh, and everything is in, um, in his timing. So if you, uh, if you don't see your Prayers answered it's not because he's not listening. It's because every uh, every part that we have to play in every prayer that we that we call for is all part of a, the grand plan of salvation. So understand where you are and how you play a role in that, and that may will make your prayers more effective. Um, so my brothers, if one of you wanders from the truth and and someone causes him to return, you should know that whoever turns a sinner from his wandering path will save him from death and cover many sins. Again, yet another little small part that God gives us to play in, that. It's amazing, right? That he's telling you, my goodness! You just saved your brother from death. What a, I mean that that is the love that um, that he talks about in John three sixteen, right? God loves us so much, therefore you should love each other so much. That's that's the um, the process that we um, that we should always be. our, Our thought process should always be, right? Our our love should be for our brothers all the uh, um, all the principles of of the Torah are summarized in just that right so one of those things that we start wondering is how is it that James tells us that we should live out our faith right he he Just like uh, Yeshua in the sermon, um, and then John, he goes about and tells us exactly what it is that, uh, that we are to be like, right? Our faith should cause us to change our way of being. Without that, there's no... And I'm not arguing for works here. What I'm telling you is um, that if your faith does not constitute actions, then you need to fast and pray a little more. So in conclusion, uh, the book of James is is calling calling us all the Messianic community to become truly wise, to um, leave acor- uh, live according to Yeshua's summary of the Torah, right? To love God and to love one another. <clears throat> we are warned against favoritism and uh, we are also reminded that we are all broken, that we've come here broken and we should come here as servants not to be served. That is... Uh, one, of the, one of his main points of argument that he says when you come here it doesn't matter who you are or what your status is we are all servants and we are all equal here. Um, so don't practice favoritism. Uh, so one of the other things that, that uh, he mentions is the, uh, the impact of words how your words, the, with the very mouth that you worship God is with the same mouth that you curse your, your brother. So be careful. Uh, he, te- uh, he also takes, a, um, <clears throat> he takes us to, to a place through his teachings that uh, tells us that all the differences of this world are dismantled as we walk through that door brothers and sisters in Yeshua with one focus in mind and that's to serve the king that is it anything else it's rooted in evil so the um, the other point that he tells us is with that focus, with that with that intensity that you are worshiping the King, be careful not to bash one another, not to grumble against one another. You are here to worship the King and not to make yourself higher, not to elevate yourself above one another. So do not grumble because the time of judgment is upon us. It could be tomorrow be 10 years from now, it could be 100 years from now. We don't know. So, with that said, let us pray. Abba, Father, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to uh, listen to your word, to come together in unity, to worship you, to worship the King, to worship uh, Yeshua, our Messiah. I thank you for all the, your greatness and for your amazing grace that has given us salvation. I thank you for your son, Yeshua, our Messiah. It is in his name we pray, amen. All right, do we have any questions? No? Okay, perfect. <clears throat> you? Oh. a question over here. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, just for everybody, I looked it up. Yeah, uh, the proverb about the ant. It is uh, Proverbs six six. Okay. Great. Thank you, Michael. You, you to, sure. Yeah. Right. Do the uh, blessing of the bread.